This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, do not forget to send us your PR Podcast plug. This is by far the easiest way that a PR person like you can promote something cool that you're doing that you want everyone else to talk about. You know, I joke that we're PR people great at promoting our clients and really not so great perhaps at promoting ourselves. Uh, and so this is an easy way to get your passion project some love. Now, maybe it's it's not your nine to five, right? Maybe it's your blog. Maybe it's your website. Maybe it's your cool TikTok. Maybe you've got a YouTube channel where you play the guitar or you cook uh, or you've written a book or you know, something like that. Send us something cool that you have done, that you have accomplished, that you are super proud of uh, and send us a note at any of the PR podcast handles on social media or to my email, jody at jodyfisherpr.com. Let us know what you've done. We will plug you at the top of an upcoming show uh, and give you some PR podcast love. Now let's get on with our show for today. We have no guests this week. Wanted to take a break. Uh, we've got some terrific guests lined up. We've got some great PR people uh, that are coming up uh, to be guests on the show. Uh, we have some great newsroom decision makers who we always like to talk about. We want to hear from people on the other side of the pitch, as we say, you know, or on the other side of the news release. Tell us about what they think of what we're giving them and how we can give them stories better. But we'll see those folks and hear from those folks in upcoming weeks. This week, we're going to go back to the well and the reddit public relations uh subreddit boy that's a mouthful right but we take some random questions off of that thread on reddit uh and i give you my sort of gut reaction to what some of these questions are asking uh and dive in and see what you think so we can get your feedback too because i want to know what you think of these questions so listen up and here we go <laughs> All right, question number one from the Reddit public relations subreddit. Uh, question from uh, no contribution 3448. That's an interesting one. Uh, writes, agency reporting structure and roles, how it works on individual accounts. Hi, agency folks. Can you describe what your reporting structure and roles look like at your firm and how that reporting structure works on individual client accounts? I currently work at a firm with no structure. Boy, that's a big red flag. And we'd like to implement one so everyone has a direct report looking for successful examples. Well, I think everyone's going to agree with me when I say here, it all depends on the type of agency you've got. All depends on the working structure you've got you know, the employees, what they do, how they work with each other. So I think everything's going to be a little bit bespoke here. That said, a, if whatever reporting structure you implement, it must be clear, right? And everybody must agree on it. And I think that's just a good plan, no matter what you're doing. Anytime you venture into something new, everybody's got to understand the rules, understand the structure, buy in on the whole thing, and then play according to those rules. Um, for my money, and I'm sort of, you know, thinking this out in real time, um, obviously, you've got to have someone who works directly with the client. Um, that should be someone with some experience. It should not just be a junior person. You know, I, I can't stand it when agencies bring the top talent to win the account and then farm it out to the junior person who needs a whole lot of handholding. The person who is the direct report to the client 
really should have some uh, some knowledge about uh, not only what the client does, but how the media works uh, and be able to run with that uh, the strategy and the execution of that strategy pretty much on their own with just some some oversight and guidance um, with a more senior person. Uh, they should not be finding their way in the wilderness because that's just embarrassing for the agency and it's a waste of time and money for the client. So um, an account executive who is the direct, resp uh, direct report to the client, um, I think then a little more senior manager who should be on the calls with the client as well, um, at least like three quarters to nine tenths of them, you know, maybe every once in a while that that more senior person can't make a call. Um, but they should be there hearing directly from the client as well to make sure that the client is happy. Um, and then if you need to sort of reporting up through the structure, and this is getting into the back end of the agency, um, you know, maybe up to like a senior VP or an executive VP or wh whoever that is who finally uh, who 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 manages the business aspect of the of the account, right? Make sure that the contract is straight, the bills are paid, intercedes when they need to and only when they need to, um, and then on up through the business uh, organization on the agency side. But I think in terms of touching the client, it should be maybe uh, a junior person with a bit of experience who's doing most of the lifting, who's on all the calls and executing the strategy, as well as a slightly more senior person who's also so on those calls, maybe not doing as much of the execution on the account, but definitely overseeing the account and making sure the strategy is getting executed uh, by that by that junior person. Uh, and the most important thing is that you're demonstrating value to the client, no matter what structure you put together, make sure the client understands it and make sure that they appreciate the the skills that are being brought to the table they see the results that are being put up you know the points that are being put on the board to use a sports analogy and make sure that they are comfortable with uh what they're getting for the money that they're putting down because even though we don't deal in guarantees of media coverage we should be guaranteeing client satisfaction um and yes there's a difference uh but the but the folks who have been doing this for a while especially know what i'm talking about you've got to make sure that the client feels as though they are getting value for their money because otherwise that client becomes a former client all right question number two here from reddit uh let's jump on this one here this is each 017 writes how to get the ave and pr value of a press release or news article hello i would like to ask how to get or compute the ave or the certain press release of a certain press release or news article is there a website where i can get all the details that i need to get it any help be appreciated seems vague or doesn't have enough info please let me know uh they say that they currently have a pr job RN, not sure what that means other, means other than registered nurse. Old boss took me in as a contract worker, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Th this is the age-old question about how do we measure ROI, right? How do we measure results for the, the press hits that we're getting? And this is the, the, the age-old rabbit hole. And everybody who's done PR for more than five minutes knows exactly where I'm going here. Um, it is very challenging to measure PR in a way uh, with 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 flat out numbers, right? With flat out metrics, um, I think that ad value is a horrible metric to use um, for two reasons. One, it does not express the true value of the PR hit of the article in the newspaper, of the report on the nightly news. You know, on down the line, um, you because one, 
it's just a different yardstick that you would use. And two, um, they're not equal. They don't have an, an ad and a, and a reporter piece does not have equal value. And I am going to say that the, that the article in the newspaper has triple the value of the ad. Why? Because the ad is the client saying, look how great I am. And the article is the newspaper, and let's just use the newspaper in this example, saying, look how great these people are. It has the holy grail uh, of, of publicity, which is third-party endorsement. It's someone else saying how great you are, or that you're important, or that you've done a good job, or that you're worth paying attention to, because it's the publication putting their reputation out there, saying, we think this is important enough to share with our audience. Someone didn't just come along and buy it. We didn't sell a, you know, a quarter page or a third of a page or a full page or whatever. Again, just using the print analogy. Um, they came and they earned it. They came and they got it. They convinced us that this is of value. So it's super hard to um, use any kind of a metric here. Now, certainly impressions is an important number, right? How many people read the newspaper every day? How many people go on the website every day? And there are... Um, there are platforms that you can use. You know, I use Muckrack, but I've also used others throughout my career. Um, I, I think they're different for everybody, and I think everybody has their preferences. I really like Muckrack after 20 years of using all different platforms. I think it's my favorite platform that I've ever used. Um, it is really terrific. Um, but like I said, ad value is lousy. I think impressions are really good or, you know, subscribers, or, you know, how many people watch that nightly news. And you can Google that stuff. You can find that in places online. You can also, especially if you're getting hits in publications regularly, um, you can get their media kits, first of all, and you just call up their ad uh, department and get their media kit. And that'll have certain metrics in there. Um, and especially if you're working with particular outlets again and again and again, that's going to be worth getting. And those media kits are generally updated once a year. So it's not like you're going to have to call every time you get a hit there. Um, you know, broadcasts will probably change throughout the day because you've got AM and PM drive time. And, you know, you know, a TV station, you know, may have uh, 120,000 viewers at 730 AM and they may have 20,000 viewers at 11 AM. Right. It could swing wildly like that. Um, but I think the easiest thing is to probably call up the ad departments of the outlets that you're interested in, get their media kit. There should be some numbers in there. If there aren't numbers in there, ask them, hey, how many, what's your circulation? How many people pay for your, for your magazine? Um, get the number from them. Here's why you need to get the number from them and not make it up yourself or guess about it. Because you need to be able to stand up and say, they gave us this number. This is not my made up number, my guess number, my, you know, oh, sure, I've been doing this for a long time kind of thing. I know how many people read this publication. Um, you need to get that number from them. And then you just need to do some math, put it on an Excel spreadsheet, get it on a grid. Um, uh, the important part about reporting, I find especially, is rinsing and repeating, creating a format um, that you can use over and over and over again with the client that then gets it gets normal for the client and the client can start to be able to read that stuff too, because the worst thing to do is report something to a client and have the client not understand it on the first read. It's just like pitching a reporter. Um, don't let the client get confused by the numbers you're giving them. Cause when they get confused, they start to do math. And then they say, what does this number mean? And then they start to, 
challenge is the wrong word, but they start to ask questions and they start to do math. And then, and then it's like, well, how come this is this? And how come that is that? And you spend more time educating the client on what the numbers mean than actually congratulating them that they, you know, that they, they've got all this attention and you've done a great job. Um, so I would say go direct to the source. If you don't have access to one of those platforms, go direct to the source um, and get those numbers. Great question. All right, number three question here from Reddit from Medium Project 13. They write, how many clients is too many? I work at a small 20-ish specialist agency in an editorial role across seven clients. The role is a mix of client-facing and writing up heavy lifting op-ed articles and news releases. I work across seven clients, like I said, uh, and finding that switching between among them, <laughs> that's my among there, tricky, uh, along with switching gears between client-facing time and head, heads-down writing. Interested to hear how many clients people generally feel comfortable. I think that number is going to vary. Um you know, because they're asking how many clients are you comfortable with? You know, some people are comfortable with 10 clients. I service about 10 or 12 given the month, right? Um, and I think I, I'm comfortable with 10. 10 is my sweet spot. Uh, I can I can manage 10 full-time clients. Uh, that's because I've been doing this for 25 years. And I think I've developed, you know, the skills of how to go back and forth uh, among clients, not between 10 clients, among 10 clients. Um, but it, but it's all in, you know, your work ethic and how you are, because I'm, I'm a little, I'm both ADHD and OCD, right? I have to have everything in its place, but I don't like to swim in one lane. I like to jump back and forth among different projects and, and across different subject matters. Uh, and so that works for me. Now, maybe that doesn't work for everybody. And I think what you've got to do is go to your manager or go to someone with a little more seniority at your place and say, okay, you know, you want me to do X, Y, Z. I'm comfortable doing this thing uh, and find a happy medium where you're being productive, where you're supporting the clients in the best way that your abilities match up with those clients and then do that. So I don't think there's a magic number of how many clients that you can carry. Um, I think it all depends. Now, flip that. Uh, I don't think you can just be a one client employee, right? You've got to be more productive than that. And I think at minimum, you probably have to be able to handle five, um, depending on how much work is involved and everything else. And that's why I say you've got to have that conversation. You can't just come up with a magic number. Um, but that's, that's what PR is about. You know, PR and, and working at an agency and serving different or even being in house, frankly, I mean, I've been in house as well. You work on different, even being in a house, you work on different projects. You work with different people. You'd work with different, I mean, I've worked at a university. There's no more varied in-house role than working at a college or a university because one week you could be working on something that's academic. Another week you could be working on a student event. Then you could be working on something with alumni or something with fundraising or something with tech or something with housing. Um, you could be all over the place. Uh, and and being in an in-house role at a college or university. So I think more importantly than figuring out, quote unquote, how many clients is the right client, I think you have to figure out how good you can get at pivoting back and forth among different assignments um, and then balance the number of assignments per client that you're doing, multiply that by how many clients, you get the idea. 
and, and find that sweet spot, but definitely have a conversation with a manager or with something who's someone who's responsible for the business side of the agency um, to find that sweet spot. And most important, don't be afraid to speak up. You've got to let people know, because if you take, you know, young people, especially um, will fall into the trap of sure, I'll do it. Sure. I'll do it. Cause they want to be helpful. They want to, you know, be seen as valuable, et cetera, et cetera. And they bite off more than they can chew. And then they start to stumble and fall. Now, a good manager will help them pick themselves up, you know, and adjust the workload and to do a good job, because the most important thing is that you don't want a stumble to affect a client. Um, but, you know, don't don't fall into the trap of trying to do too much, because then you're just going to do everything poorly. Good luck with that. All right. Question number four here uh, from Important Law 780. Media lists are frustrating me. You and me both, my friend. Uh, question here is, I've been making the this media list for one of my clients as the exec will be in the UK for interviews. It takes me more than a day to work on this. It's just 10 journalists across supply chain, auto tech. It's just 10 journals across supply chain, auto tech and HC. So if you got 10 journalists, what's the problem? Okay, never mind. Um, my team keeps pushing it back to the short to shortlist them again. They also asked me to write reasons why we suggest them. If I've done it too, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Well, first of all, who's on your team that keeps being a jerk? <laughs> That's what I'm reading into this. I'm also super low on confidence right now. Of course you're going to be because people are doubting you and that's not cool uh, because I've raised their expectations due to my work previously. Okay, so you know what you're doing. It's really frustrating to spend hours on media lists. I use Rocks Hill and Cision to find journalists and muckrack to know their beat. Will there be a day where I'm ever good at this? I don't know, a bad Friday night. Well, I'm sorry, we all find ourselves in those places uh, and it sucks and I'm really sorry. If, if, remember this, if you've done good work in the past, you can do good work again, okay? And just because someone's being a jerk and pushing back and, and making you doubt yourself, they're the jerk, not you, okay? So remember that, That's that needs to be really clear. Um, I'm a little confused here because you're you're saying that it's, and I'm just taking this out of what you're reading. You say that you're, it's just 10 journalists across these different areas. So why don't you have those contacts just set up? Those are the people you need to be talking to. Those beats don't change that frequently. Um, and if it's just 10 journalists, geez, that's a small Excel spreadsheet and you just bang, you send them out. You can cut and paste a release or a pitch or whatever out to all 10 of them in about 60 seconds. Uh, so I'm a little bit confused there. I, this seems to be like more of a question about your team. This seems to be more of a question about the people who are frustrating you internally, because you're not even talking about the client here. You're talking about your team, unless the team means the, team, the client team. It's unclear here. But let's just assume that it's not. Um, you need to have a talk with them. And you need to tell them that, look, I've been doing this, okay? I, here's the work. I put up the work. What's the problem, people? Um, because we're also not going to progress. We're not going to get this job done if you just keep second, second guessing all this. And that's a key part of being good at public relations. You know, we joke that it's the business of no, right? You send these pitches out, you send these releases out and, you know, you get no, 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 sorry, or, or not now, or maybe, you know, maybe in six months or whatever, you know, and you, as you, as you get better at this over the course of your career, you're going to get more yeses, more, more immediate yeses, and fewer no and fewer immediate no's, right? Um, but the case may be, um, you've got to keep at it. Uh, and 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 constantly like 
like second guessing yourself on should it should it be this person should it be that person why should it be this person well how come well they wrote this and that. doing all that second guessing is just going to drive you in a circle you're never going to get a damn thing done so push send <laughs> just say okay these are the first 10 right it doesn't even have to be these are the first 10 these are the top 10 great send it to them boom done where's our second 10 boom send it to them done you know or or go in like a rotation Send it to the first 10, see what they say. Two days later, send it to the second 10. Whatever the strategy is going to be, but just push send, for God's sakes. Just get it done. Uh, and tell the people on your team that they're thinking about it too hard um, because it sounds like they are. All right, and our last question here from the public relations subreddit uh, on Reddit comes from Mishkish6767. I like that name. Uh, and it's headlined Toxic Agencies. Is this the norm or is it possible to find an agency with a decent culture that's not steeped in toxicity from the top? I've mostly worked at smaller firms and would love to know what it's like to be at a larger entity, though it seems those roles are few and far between. Is this due to lower turnover or am I not going to the right places? I understand agencies will always be fast-paced and no place is perfect, but does it have to be absolutely soul-crushing? Boy, I, I hope it's not, and I'm sorry if it is for you. Where are the compassionate folks thriving in this industry? I'm, I'm guessing they're listening to this podcast. Um, I can certainly hold my own in a room, but would love to find an agency where I'm not constantly berated. It's simply exhausting. Please note, I absolutely adore a lot of my colleagues at current and past agencies, but my experience has been the higher-ups continue to drive out so much of our talented lower-level employees. They complain about it like they didn't play a role in the matter. All in all, would love a glimmer of hope from the people who have found an agency worth staying at. Well, uh, Mishkish6767, I uh, feel for you. Um, I think all of us, have been in this role uh, at one point in our careers. I certainly have. Um, it is, uh, and you you said it right, soul crushing. When you, you work with people who are just, I'm going to put it out, assholes. They're absolute assholes. And they do it in the most rude and mean-spirited um, and conniving um, and an awful way. Um, and you know, there've been a couple times where I actually told these people off and they act like I'm the asshole. Um, you, you're, you've you sadly met up with a lot of the wrong people. And I'm sorry about that. And if your higher ups are tolerating this, uh, and in my experience, sometimes the higher ups are the problem. Um, it's not just the people who are sitting to your right and your left. Um, the higher ups should be ashamed of themselves. Um, they're not going to change. So don't think you're going to change them. That's my experience. Um, you should just take your talent and move elsewhere, uh, in whatever way that, that needs to happen. Um, you know, and, and I would say go to, you, you can shift, you know, you, you take your, in, your interest and look to other places, look to in-house roles, look to smaller agencies, um, look to nonprofits. Look to, again, going back to the higher education thing, you can go there. Um, I find that good people congregate. And if you find an agency doing good work, like from the heart, good work, you're probably going to find good hearted people at that place. Um, and I gravitate towards those kinds of people as well. So um, the most important thing I'd probably want to say here is do not lose hope. Um, do not get discouraged. Do not let these people suck the 
happiness and the light out of you, just because they're assholes doesn't mean that you have to play by those rules. Um, you will find your people. I just posted a meme on this the other day on social media. You know, some people will, what was it? Some people will, will, will hate you because you're you. Some people will love you because you're you. You just have to find your people. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm close. That's the philosophy, right? Just keep walking, keep searching until you find your people. You will find them. They are out there. There are great people in public relations. There are great people um, in PR agencies. Um, you're inevitably going to run into jerks. Don't let the jerks discourage you. Um, and, I, and I wish you a lot of luck. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The PR Podcast. And send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Apple. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and on the web at JodyFisherPR.com. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast. <laughs>